Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Jerry sent me a note and said, Steve, I don't think they're going to have to pay that fine. Uh, you know, robocallers are a topic I talk about quite a bit on my channel here. They just drive me crazy. And the numbers of calls go up and down. I got five of them yesterday, maybe six of them. And yeah, I've got all the anti-spam call technology in place. Those are the ones that get through. But from a press release by the FCC, they've proposed the largest fine ever against auto warranty scam robocaller. We're calling about your car's warranty. Remember that one? They know who did that. They know who did that. Wait till you hear how many calls they placed trying to rip you off by selling you a warranty for your car. Because your warranty is about to expire. Uh, nearly a $300 million proposed fine against Cox and Jones Enterprise follows the agency's earlier enforcement actions that successfully interrupted one of the largest illegal robocall operations in history. The FCC announced and proposed a record-breaking $299 million fine against an auto warranty scam robocampaign. It's the largest robocall operation the FCC has ever investigated operation run by those two men, Cox and Jones, made billions of apparently illegal robocalls via their company and other domestic and foreign entities and a host of international cohorts located in Panama and Hungary. These robocalls apparently violated federal anti-robocalling and spoofing laws. This press release is purposely saying things like apparently and allegedly because this has not been fully adjudicated yet. This robocall scheme made more than 5 billion robocalls to more than half a billion phone numbers. And so you can figure that out, and I think that means that they called the average person on average 10 times. So if you got 10 of these, you're average. Congratulations. Uh, that's during a three-month span in 2021. In a three-month period, they made 5 billion illegal phone calls. That was the pre-recorded voice that says to press a number to talk to a warranty specialist about extending or reinstating your car's warranty. And it was a scam, by the way. In July of this year, the FCC took the initial action against the operation by issuing the FCC's first ever K-4 notice and N-2 order. And those are actions that directed all U.S.-based voice service providers to cease carrying specified traffic related to the auto warranty scam robocalls. This resulted in a massive 99% drop in the volume of those calls since June, according to RoboKiller. Today, those responsible for making the calls face additional consequences for their apparent violations. We will be relentless in pursuing the groups behind these schemes by limiting their access to U.S. communications networks and holding them to account for their conduct. This latest action by the commission further exemplifies the benefits of our working relationships with federal and state law enforcement partners, including the Ohio Attorney General's Office to combat illegal robocalls. Apparently, of all the AGs out there, Ohio stepped up and said, how can I help? And they helped. Since at least 2018, the Cox Jones Enterprise ran a complex robocall sales lead generation scheme which was designed to sell vehicle service contracts that were deceptively marketed as car warranties. And yes, there's a difference. FCC Enforcement Bureau's investigation found that the Cox Jones Enterprise apparently placed 5.187 billion calls 
to 550 million wireless and residential phones from January to March 2021 using a million unique caller ID numbers, enough calls to have called each person in the U.S. 15 times. So remember, they're not calling the people of, you know, Australia, calling the people in America. And they made enough phone calls to get every single person in the U.S. 15 times. So if you didn't get 15 phone calls, <laughs> you're special. Today's proposed fine is the largest such action in the FCC's history, largely because the FCC found that robocallers met the agency's criteria for egregious violations and thus deserved a substantially escalated proposed fine. Consumers used the terms incessant and harassment to describe the calls. And, of course, people were complaining to Washington about this. And largely because, remember, Washington is who gave us the do not call list. And so if someone's calling you and you're on the do not call list, they're violating federal law. And as everyone knows, that do not call list was worthless and toothless and did nothing. So people are up in arms about this. So the fact that they actually managed to stop these guys for a little while is pretty impressive. But can they make them pay? Because remember, each phone call by itself was a crime and it had a penalty attached to it. So if you make, oh, I don't know, billions of calls, each and every one of which is a crime, that should add up to some serious money. It should. The robocalling operation apparently violated both spoofing and robocalling provisions because many of these phone numbers were spoofed, meaning that, and I've given the example before, but there's a hospital near my office called Beaumont Hospital. It's one of the largest hospitals and most well-known hospitals in the Midwest. And I would get a phone call and the ID would say Beaumont Hospital. Beaumont Hospital. And at the time I got one of those phone calls, my mother was in that hospital. And so I'd see a phone call from Beaumont. My mom is in the hospital. I pick up the phone. Hi, we'd like to talk to you about your car's warranty. Please press 2 to speak to a car warranty specialist. So um, if you said, Steve, do you want these people fined? Or do you want us to put them in a room and you get one free swing at each one of them? Just one. Just one. Again, the choice is billions of dollars in fines or hundreds of millions or whatever it is. $300 million. Or you get to hit each one of them one time. Guess what I'd take? Under the Truth in Caller ID Act, spoofing is prohibited when it is done to cause harm, including tricking consumers or defrauding them. Yeah, they tricked me into picking up the phone. And for a split second there, I actually thought it was Beaumont Hospital calling me. The calls then misrepresented the product or service being offered, made false or misleading statements to induce call recipients to purchase goods or services. In addition, the law raises the per-violation maximum penalty amount and removes the previous requirement that possible TCPA violators get a warning first before becoming liable for penalties. Can you imagine that? If somebody was placing hundreds of millions of phone calls or billions of phone calls, and they said, oh, we didn't get a warning first. <laughs> the proposed action is formally called a Notice of Apparent Liability for Forfeiture, or NAL, contains only allegations that advise a party on how it has apparently violated the law and may set forth a proposed monetary penalty. The commission may not impose a greater monetary penalty in this case than the amount proposed in the NAL. So what this is, 
is this is the equivalent of being served with a complaint or an indictment. But because it's fines involving the FCC, I'm not sure how criminal this is. But the real point is they've been served with documents that say, we are alleging that you placed these billions of phone calls. They were illegal. And you used spoofing technology as well, which is also illegal. Therefore, we're, we're proposing that you be ordered to pay $300 million. They've got the right to come into court and fight that. They have the right to do that. But of course, if you come into court to fight that, you got to put your feet on American soil. And that, of course, is probably where that theory falls apart. Because I don't know where these guys are located, but I did notice that some of the operation involved overseas telephone companies. And that's one of the biggest complaints that people have. Is they say most of the people doing this stuff are overseas. And I think they've caught a few Americans who were directing those operations while in America, but the operations were overseas. And if you can get those people here, great. But if these guys aren't in the country, um, somebody giving them advice, I'm not sure it would be legal advice or just common sense advice, would be um, don't come back to America <laughs> because you might get hit with a $300 million proposed fine. So there's no indication in this press release where these guys are. Or they know where they are. Don't know that. Don't know that. But we'll see what happens. But as of right now, the FCC says, good news. We've actually managed to reduce the number of these particular calls dramatically, which is good. I I like to see a result. We don't get them very often in this field, but I'll take it. So they've reduced the number of phone calls dramatically. That's good. We've identified who's doing it. And we have hit them with a proposed fine of $300 million. So we'll see if they can ever actually drag these people in. And as Jerry points out, we'll see if they ever have to actually pay that. And that seems highly unlikely. But we'll see. We'll see. So there you go. But I like to see it when the robocars do get shut down. And these guys have been shut down at least temporarily. So I'll take it. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Life is a journey to an unknown destination from which the traveler never returns.